Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us again. This is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. And I am so happy that Celeste Salome is back with us. You know her, she's been here before and also in our other live stream. And for all of you who have been following her for all those years, here she is again. So, but for those who don't know Celeste, here's a few sentences about Celeste. And as you keep listening, you'll get to know her more and make sure you get her contact information so you can continue your education. Okay, so welcome. Celeste, welcome. It's nice to be here, Grace. It's always a delight to be on your podcast. Thank you. So Celeste Salome was born from such a time as this. And by the way, I like to call her a woman of God. That's my nickname for her. So God strategically and gently placed her in careers, events, and situations that are now converging during these end times. Celeste maintains her strong faith by continual study from the primary languages and concepts of the Bible. She actively explores the depths of faith, is an active prayer warrior skilled in spiritual warrior. Celeste grew up in a military and governmental home with her father working for the Naval Warfare Center and managing public lands in Washington State and California. Her training and activations include the infamous day of 9-11, flood and earthquake operations, mass casualty exercises, and numerous other operations. She is FEMA certified. Celeste also has education and experience in nursing, pediatrics, dentistry, environmental medicine, and alternative medicinal remedies. And for other information, you could always get go to www or https celestialreport.com. So that's okay. So you do your due diligence because whom we have today is a person who goes deep dive in all the research just to bring this information for you. And today's topic I know will be a very exciting one because it's all about plant destroyers. Thank you, Celeste. So basically, um, I that plant destroyer was not on my screen until December of 2019 when we heard about the pathogen and that had escaped from the bio, bio lab in Wuhan. And so I want to uh, share my screen and kind of take you on a journey, the same journey that I took. So I'm gonna share screen and hopefully I can get to the right places here. Let's see. So the first thing, oops, <laughs> I got the actual one in Chinese. I guess we cannot read that. <laughs> Hold on just a sec. Let me, uh, let me see here. There's nothing like, um, where's my documents? Go back to the file. I, here I thought I had all my, all my notes up, but that just goes to show you 
that, oh, come on, you're not going to be nice to me. But hey, the people will see what you've been researching as well, and that's good for the audience. Come okay. on now. You're not, why is it? I just want to search all my documents. Let's see. I'm, I can tell you that I am a great researcher, but a technician, I have not. And uh, this is just very frustrating. Um, well, let me just go to back to OneDrive and maybe it'll... But what's so interesting when, even when we're not like, let's say a high tech person, people, when we really want to look for something, we try our best to learn to learn how to get it. <laughs> and yes, even for you me, both, both you and I have learned a lot, a, a lot, a lot about technology, Chinese. So let's see here. Okay, there we go. I think. So as you can see, I actually did get the Chinese patient records. That, oh no, it's not. Why? Why? Why is this? It's giving you a challenge today. It is giving me a challenge today. Oh no, this is. Mm. The thing is, there's just so many information actually that we need to really look into, listen to, read, and everything can be tied together. So that's why your your computer is just it just shows how much you've gone in your research. Well, rather than um, rather than just sit here on this particular thing and me trying to. That's that, that's that. I'm just gonna push this button. If it doesn't work, we're getting out of the screen and we and will just again. move along. No, it wants to revert. Why does it do that? That is so weird. Mm -hmm. So basically what I did, as you can see, I actually got the patient records of those first victims in China and I'm reading along each one, the patient records, you know, who has their stats, their oxygen, what's going, you know, their blabs, their, um, what the doctors and nurses did in China to, so it's really an interesting document, but about seven pages in, it started to talk about this plant destroyer and it's an umasite mold, it's a water mold, and I thought, I don't want to know about that. The whole world was riveted on what was happening in China. And so, you know, I just j skipped that part, which was about five pages, five, seven pages or something. And then I uh, went and resumed my looking at the pathogen. So then what happened is about three days later, I go, oh, wait a minute here. This was in the patient's blood. Um, this plant destroyer, umicide, water mold was in the blood work and the labs of these first patients. So I had to then go back and critically look at this uh, pyra, py, 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 
um, which I had really never heard about. Of course, we all have heard about funguses, but was I aware of this and how it was going to transform my life? I mean, it hit me personally, and we'll get into that in just a second. So I did look and I look and I, so what a lot of people don't realize is that there were two pathogens released from that Wuhan lab. There was the pathogen and the plant destroyer, but everybody was focused on the pathogen. So they didn't really pay attention to this plant destroyer. And why is this plant plant destroyer a critical situation for all of us to be looking at <clears throat> is because this particular plant has been around for a, or water mold has been around for a long time. It was actually the, the pathogen that was responsible for the Irish potato famine where so many people um, starved to death. It is found around the world and it decimates crops. It just kills the roots. It kills the plants within a month or two. It's very quick. It's very, it strikes like, like a rattlesnake or a venomous snake. It just strikes and then the plant dies. I, it hit my, um, in December of that year, I had uh, orchards in my house. I had oranges, lemons, limes, spice trees. They were 15 years old. They were very established. They were very productive. Like I had a hundred lemons on each of my lemon trees and each lemon was the size of my hand. Huge, tasty lemons. And it hit. And I tried everything to save these trees. And I've got a green thumb. You know me, I've got my hands in the dirt all the time. And I could not save these plants are these trees in my house that have become my friends actually. And I grow food in every room of my house. I had trees in my bathroom, my bedroom, my living room, my kitchen. It was packed with trees and they all died within two months. And as they were dying, um, you've all heard about detoxing. And, you know, when we detox some pretty we can have side effects, you know, we can have brain fog, we can get rashes, you know, we get sick to our stomachs um, as things, as we're detoxing out toxins from our body. Well, these plants at the base of the plant, at the trunk, um, it exuded these crystals that were about the size of rock salt. Um, so it's not fine salt like your table salt, but the big rock salt. And that was the plant trying to get this weaponized water mold out of its system. And it was unsuccessful, but it, it did give it the good old college try. And then meanwhile, I was like putting all my antifungals, you know, I used uh, organic sprays, uh, tea tree oil, oregano, I put sulfur on it. I mean, I tried everything that I could. I tried wiping the plant down with um, rubbing alcohol. Nothing was worked. The, I've got a graveyard of pots that I still haven't taken the dead plants out of. 
So as you can see, here's nature's review of microbiology and they call the spores of this water mold or the plant destroyer weapons, weapons of the plant destroyer. And so you can actually see um, nature's microbiology study. This actually here it talk says it was responsible for the potato blight and costs the US $5 billion of damage each year. Now you need to realize that this was the unweaponized version. What happens as this weaponized version? We have no idea how they tweaked it, um, but we're gonna find out because the crops, it's going to contribute to famine and nutritional def deficiency for all of us. So I guess you have to pay a, a pretty good sum. Oh, you can rent or buy this article for $8.99 but there's other places that you can find it. So let's go, go on over to Wikipedia so you can find it. It comes from uh, the Greek meaning plant and Pythora destruction or the plant destroyer. As I said, it's in the genus of plant damaging umicytes or water molds. And it is capable of causing enormous economic losses on crops worldwide. And like I said, that is just the regular unweaponized version, but we're now going to be experiencing a weaponized version of this. And the cell wall is made up of cellulose and it was first described in 1875. And there's 170 different species. And they think about 100 or 500 undiscovered species um, left to exist. So, <clears throat> so uh, before you go on, so even if it says that it's discovered in 1875, do you think this is like organic in nature? You know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the mold or fungus. And I don't know about you, but I have a mold and fungus allergy. So, you know, they've been around since probably planet Earth has been around. Um, it is just part of biology. But what we're looking at now is a weaponized version of it. Yeah, because if it's organic, then you know how they, by nature, and even our body, right? If it's in a more or less environment that is designed for our body and for the plant, then all these things have a pros and cons because they just keep on balancing nature. So unless we start messing with it, and as you said before, it was not weaponized and now it's weaponized. It's just interesting how, um, you know, who, why, why people or group of people will decide to like, not just study about it, and but go beyond and do something with it that could hurt people, you know. So, but how does it spread or in, in the plants? So it's like any fungus, it has like, like mushrooms, it's, it spreads by spores. So that's typically how funguses and molds spread are by spores. And we can, go down and just take a peek at <clears throat> this is kind of the first sign that I saw in my trees 
is that the leaves started turning brown and it was like one day they're green and vibrant and healthy and the next day they were like brown and shriveled up and it made no sense whatsoever and i'm not sure what they're showing they said that this is a yeah the ends kind of it the ends of each branch died first and then you know it went to the trunk but the trunk is where i saw the crystals and here look at all these different varieties and you may wonder okay why did they weaponize this yeah well the, the reason that they do that is because there are biological um, weapons programs in every country and they want to they want to be one it's a one-upsmanship you know we can't let china or we have to have a counter to it uh or russia or iran you know um the u.s just wants to be the top dog in this field and supposedly supposedly if it struck the united states which i it has uh, but I never saw any uh, like uh, antidote. Um, I did not see the US, uh, USDA releasing any antidote for this. So that's a concern. And then they won't tell you a lot about the weaponized version because they don't want it to get in the hands of the terrorists. So uh, they're not gonna tell you a lot about what they did but what we do know is that they probably do have an antidote and that they made it more pathogenic than it already was. So that means, what does that mean? It means it would uh, spread faster. Um, it would get more species. You know, some species are resistant to fungus and mold and some species like squashes, um, they get that powdery mildew. It's not the same thing, but it's a fungus and, or in the mole family. And um, so some are naturally more vulnerable. So I believe that the weaponized version probably would attack food crops because if you were going to use this in a warfare situation, you would want to take out the enemy's food supply. And so this would do it. Uh, this particular uh, pathogen would, could take out not only a country's food supply, but the whole world's food supply. And I did do, for those of you that are interested, um, I'm redoing my channel. I just started, so there isn't much there, but uh, I did do uh, the fatal fun fungus fungal disease i'm not sure if i covered my did i cover my i don't know if i covered my um the chinese thing in it or not and there was oh that's what i wanted to do and i got interrupted so let's go to youtube and actually the first thing that that triggered me a week ago to write this is I saw a YouTube as I'm drinking my coffee from India that 
this, there was a deadly fungus infection known as mucomycosis um, in, in New Delhi. The actual uh, video that I saw once I reported on it got taken down by YouTube. But this here now, we've got this guy a month ago talking about this deadly fungal infection. And this is what we're talking about, uh, this particular uh, plant destroyer. So it does impact people. It can affect your respiratory. As you can see this, look at this, this is ringworm, but this gives you an idea. You could uh, look up fungal diseases and how they affect the human body. So does this affect the human body? Absolutely. Uh, that those doctor, physician and um, nurse chart notes that I got showed that this was in the blood of those early patients. Now, how much of their symptoms was the pathogen and how many symptoms was the other pathogen? Um, you know, we don't know. Yeah, well, one thing, Celeste, that I know even before is that when there's like a focus on, on one thing, on a new something else is behind it that we don't know. And so, you know, thanks for bringing to our attention about this matter. And, um, and then if we really have to think about the population's health, we're already like most people have already that candida. And that's again, you know, uh, fungal infection. So, you know, how easy and with our diet, how easy can we all just be affected? Um, and it's just, it's just really mind boggling whenever we have to think that they have to do a biochemical warfare. You mentioned earlier, Celeste, that United States, are, is it just United States group or government or wh whoever is doing it? Or is it again, a global thing that they're manipulating things to do for well, this to happen? It's a global thing. I mean, this actually happened in China, um, this escape, but we have Plum Island, we have the new Biological Homeland Security um, Center in Manhattan, Kansas, now right in the heart of America. I mean, Europe has its, uh, there's Perbright in England, there's biowarfare facilities in every country. And I know one, Co, um, uh, one individual who got sick and of course finally because he ended up for an overnight in the hospital so he was tested and but he had like his skin rashes on, in his in her his body like in the front and the back and you know in my mind okay you know the person is detoxing because he he was doing a lot of supplements and really getting better so i wasn't worried about I said, about that and i said oh eventually that will ease up and so you know it's it's really it, you know it's just interesting on how things they, they whoever is the globalist controlling they want to hit it in all angles as well. So I guess for us, it's important also to continue to 
see how we can manage ourselves. And you, you did mention in your video, and I listened and viewed it, about things that people can do, okay? And the plants. But before I, t I let you share more on what they can do with the plants, I, I know of a friend of mine and he's a doctor and he did post last year during the quarantine time already that he had this new tree which was getting better. And then during the quarantine time, the tree, no matter what he does for the tree, um, chemi um, but chemically like, you know, other fertilize or something, even energetically, it just won't revive. Okay, so I, I will bring it this, you know, this topic to his attention. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing because like I said, I looked at my trees like friends. I mean, you take care of them every day like children or a pet. And you know, it's uh, was very dis and you put a lot of love into 15 years of raising these trees. And to just have them die that quickly, it was very sad. Plus, you know, then now all I have is uh, succulents in my house. And it's not as much fun. I mean, yeah, I've got plenty of aloe if I get a burn or something. But it's there's nothing like picking a fresh lemon or orange or lime off your tree um, in your own windowsill. I really encourage people to do it. But now it's quite an investment of initial investment. And then there's the time. And now with the environment, the way it is, you, I don't know if how you protect them. I, I just don't know how you would protect. Uh, maybe a very high quality air filter. And I do have really high quality air filters with the UV and the HEPA mm -hmm. filter. But the problem is, is I'm always broadcasting and I can't have the air filter on when I'm broadcasting or it makes white noise, you know, that it picks yeah. it up. Mm -hmm. And and then I forget after I'm done broadcasting, because I'm usually broadcasting all day. Mm -hmm. I'm too tired. I'm on to other <laughs> things. And I forget. And then it's the next day and I and it's time to broadcast again. So um so I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage, although um, the viewers, you might want to consider a very high grade of uh, HEPA and UV air, filter, air filtration. Um, I am going to be doing a six, 16 part uh, video series on the pathogen. And there is some new technology on some new air filtration coming out, but I think it's going to be really pricey, mm -hmm. but it might um, take rectify that at least in your home environment inside. Yeah, I just got one for me for for Christmas, I decided and it's for the entire house. So and at least I can turn it on because it's away from the area where I'm recording. So I'm really happy with that because, you know, it's just perfect, perfect to invest. And that's one thing that you and I have strong bond together and commonalities that we have to invest first on ourselves, you know, just invest on in that. And although we can control outside. Now, I was just thinking that, um, you know, the molds usually grow in a more the conducive area is a damp area right so it's a damp area and that's why i guess it's important for us not to be in the damp area inside the home and also you know outside 
we need to go out you know, and, and have that kind of close to normal environment so we don't get prone for that. And I had a quote, I, I was thinking again of uh, another question that I have when it comes to um, uh, the, the fungus is that, um, let's see, it kind of went out of my head, but I know it was important, but I'm sure it will come, come back again for us. Oh, now I remember. If since everything is frequency, so it's of these things, including us, have frequencies. So per, I was thinking, I wonder if there may be some tech technology out there already that we could also, you know, uh, put in our our home that will also help that. Other than the HEPA filter, you know, that the, the so air. Filter. Some people do use those frequency machines, like the Rife right. machine. Um, so you could use that. You could, if you have a damp uh, place in a house, and I once lived in a house that was really damp, make sure you get a dehumidifier and make sure that you change the, and sanitize it with, change the, the basin filter. that it collects the water. But every time you change it, do that frequently, but bleach it out so that you're not, you know, because the these mold spores are tiny, you can't see them. So you just want to make sure you're not. Uh, and mold is very tenacious and fungus. So you do have to make sure that you wipe it down, let it sit maybe for 10 minutes, in a, you know, with the, the bleach on, or you might use some hydrogen peroxide, whatever is your choice. And then, then put the, the, bucket or you know I don't know what you call it the basket mm -hmm. back in the dehumidifier and that's um, an idea and you do want sunlight and fresh air is really good um, and we will find out <clears throat> fun I think maybe some of the fungus is due to the increasing detrimental frequencies that we're being exposed to that's undermining our immune systems but it is like you mentioned, diet. And we have to be so careful. We really need to stay away from processed foods, those carbs, uh, especially if you're having a fungus or mold issue. <clears throat> you have to uh, cut that out at least for uh, you know several months, and six months or a year is better. And then you know just do it on occasion. A steady diet is just going to say it's going to be a beacon for those mold and funguses. Come to this person. Come to this. Come to me. Um, and sugar also um, is going to feed that fungus. And what you want to do if you do have any type of fungus or mold problem is to cut the sugar, cut the carbs, and just go to any other diet, protein, veg, you know, whatever diet is your preference uh, so that you're not feeding that fungus. So that's the first step that you have to do. You have to watch that alcohol um, because that can feed the fungus and alcohol has empty calories and people with fungus and mold tend to put on weight. And so it's going to help you not only fight the mold and fungus, but it will help your weight issue. 
Um, you can take probi probiotics uh, to help you because probiotics will help us in every way. It helps our skin. It helps our every organ in our body. Uh, it's just a real good way to impact your whole body with probiotics. And you want a probiotic that's refrigerated um, and is about $50. And I, I guess I forgot to mention on the air purifier, you want an air purifier that's about $700 or up. And because the ones that you get at Costco for 200 bucks or 50 bucks, they're not going to do anything for you. So just, I just want you to realize you, like it, this is an investment for health. That's, that's so what you're either going to pay for, a, for health or you're going to pay for medicines and doctors and all this other stuff. And then you're in that vicious circle. Yeah, and, and, and thank you for all of the tips and suggestions because it's really important we may complain about the healthcare system, we may complain about the treatments we get from traditional Western medicine, but it's really now time to kind of own it. And if we know alternative things, then we don't end up in the system because then I know other people who just keep complaining about things, but then they don't invest when, yeah, I, and you're right, it's 700 plus because it's an investment, okay? It's an investment. When you invest on in your health, you, it, it, you can, whatever comes your way when the pandemic, whatever they name it, you know you're good, okay? You're good for that. And as a nurse, maybe we, on, on, you are with your background, Celeste, with all the, you know, um, in health, we could also maybe perhaps um, mention about the symptoms or the signs that they may think they have a, an initial fungal infection without being diagnosed by the doctor. So like for me, let me just tell you that if you have a wound, any kind of wound, small, wherever part of your body, especially in your part of the body that's always covered and it's a little moist, like your groins, your, you know, at the back, anyway, and anything that's a little hidden, if it doesn't heal for uh, you know short time, think, hmm, you know that could be a fungal infection. Okay, so think of that. And if for if you haven't invested on in checking uh, an, a little kit maybe for your blood sugar, if you want to invest in that, you can do that. And if not, if you think you are you have a, a high blood sugar, which it would mean that you're always sleepy you can be irritable, <laughs> you don't have any much aspiration, okay? Then <clears throat> manage that blood sugar, okay? And then I even remember Celeste, when you mentioned about the cinnamon, and yes, I use cinnamon every day, you know, I put it, it, it smells good anyway, it tastes good, smells good. So all the things that are there, so yeah. Right, Celeste? And you mentioned what are the other symptoms. It could be the same thing as what the plants are experiencing. So when you said, hmm, crystals, no, oh, maybe when our skin gets gets a little like scaly. <laughs> I, Celeste, <clears throat> one of my mentors before, and then when during our conferences, when he starts checking on us, and he if he pinch us, and if, if it doesn't like 
you know, it's not elastic. I said, you're dry again. <laughs> it said, you need a DHA, you need water, you need, and then the xenostat, which is, you need high, um, high in the seaweed, in the plant, uh, ocean medicine. So, you know, what so else? We should, we should do that test just so everybody sees it. So yeah. I'll do it for me. So what you do is you, of course, I'm probably not going <laughs> to, I'm trying no, to get my know. camera and pinch. I don't know. Let's see. No, it, it's good. It's good. Uh, no, I'm never very good at this. Okay. So what you do is pinch like this. And if it goes back, then you're hydrated. If it stays pinched, uh, you definitely are dehydrated. So um, that is a simple test. It doesn't hurt. You don't have to like pinch until you're like screaming in pain or anything. Just a just a firm pinch, and it can tell. So, like you said, scaly skin, itchy skin, brain fog is one of those big ones. I can't think. Oh, I feel like I, you know, my cognition. I'm having too many of those senior moments uh, where I go into a kitchen I go why am I here uh so that's one of the signs of course weight is a big one um you know all of a sudden you're just putting on those pounds you can put on a pound in a day and you're going like what in the world is this I'm barely eating you know and so that's a sign of a, a fungal or a mold in, infection um let's see what are what are some of the other ones um you can get um, little blister type things, you know, on, on your body. And I guess what you need to do is take 15 minutes this week and look at your body and just do a baseline. And, and it may not be, you might not be in perfect health or wherever you're at. Maybe you have a little journal and you say, okay. My eyes are like this. My mouth is like this. And figure out what's normal for you and what my normal weight is this. Or I like my weight at this. This is where I feel absolutely fabulous. I have tons of what's my energy level. Um, do I have sores that don't heal? That type of thing. And just kind of do an assessment on yourself, a personal assessment so that you know what's normal. I do this in my garden too. I am out there, I'm in the dirt, I'm playing, I'm taking care of my plants every day. And I do an assessment on my plants. How are they doing? You know, that's why I knew there was something wrong. I got on it quick. And if you know what's normal for you, you can jump on it really fast rather than waiting until it's a really bad situation and you've undermined your immune system. And then, you know, it's like our immune system with pathogens is kind of like when we're watching those football games and there's, they throw a pass and the catcher, I don't know all the players' names or anything, but the catcher catches it and then they dogpile on top. That's kind of what pathogens do is you are the player with the football and your immune system goes down to the ground uh, for one reason or another, all the pathogens, you know, it may be a virus, bacteria, fungus, it, they all dogpile on top of you. 
So the best thing is to keep your immune system just purring like a kitten. You know, we just want that to just run like a lean, mean energy machine, you know, so. And I'm so glad you mentioned about that. I'm glad you mentioned also a warning the, our audience about alcohol because some people also forget that that's a lot of sh refined sugar in that alcohol. And then, you know, be wise. How come when, when the quarantine started, it's okay for the alcohol stores to be open? Okay, so, you know, hmm, you always have to like be suspicious for your own health. <laughs> but now they actually, that was the beginning. Now we're in a phase where it's almost a prohibition. Uh, so many countries are finding that anything to do with alcohol has to, is non-essential. So mm -hmm. they can't get any alcohol. So it's kind of interesting um, they're changing their thoughts on that. Um, well, so that's good. Yeah, I hope so. Because, you know, some of us have been um, be, being active, in, like you, myself, in advocacy of what's really happening. So we expect a little bit of change and progress that things are, would be different. So we continue. Whenever that will happen, it will happen for sure every single day. Yeah. And, and then uh, another thing I was thinking about that uh, fungus is, you know, although now we know it, it is from the external, it's from outside. And that's why we emphasize also e external things that we can do. And yes, we mentioned internal things that we can do. Could you, could you imagine? I was wondering if there would be a study or maybe there is already a study that maybe inside our system, especially if we're not healthy, that could be there growing as well. Because um, if I remember correctly, we're really more than, more than cells. The, our entire system is dominantly um, microbes, you know, bacteria, every virus, it's all in our body. So when you mentioned about the microbiome on taking probiotics, that just makes sense. We're feeding because we're the ones who are really, the human cells depend on those, uh, how the common cell, the common cell of everything in our system. So would, would, that would be something that would, I think would be good to look at if there's a research on that and what's coming out, what's growing. It's just like the fermentation, right? When you ferment, vitamins come up, minerals come out all the different ways so inside which mostly when the doctors uh, don't even pay attention to underlying immune stress because i bet there could you could have a fungal infection also that you may not even have a skin symptom and that's because you already mentioned about being foggy you know and yet maybe you may have a perfect looking skin so we we really have to you start paying attention physically, in externally, mentally, emotionally, why we're irritable today, or, you know, we can't think, we forget all the time. Because I don't think it's, it's, it's good, um, a short moment, but every day, no, it's not good. <laughs> so I took a six-week course on the microbiome, and I thought, oh, this is going to be uh, kind of boring. <clears throat> 
it was absolutely fan, uh, fantastic. And they brought in professional doctors from all the different disciplines and each from their own uh, perspective, talking about the microbiome, like how does it affect our brain? How does it affect our hormones? How does it affect our health? How does it affect our weight and metabolism? I mean, it was, it covered every angle and I really came to appreciate the power of probiotics and the necessity. And we need to uh, stir it up. You know, we kind of get in a rut. Mm -hmm. Well, probiotics, so how probiotics work is they crowd out. They're the good bacteria. And so they do not allow any space for a pathogen to get in there and get entrenched in our body. But it's kind of like a salad or uh, antibiotic resistance. We can get our body is living. And so we have to swap it up, mix it up a little bit. We can't use the same probiotic all the time. Or we, a pathogen can sneak in because our body is just like humdrum along. And we're, it's kind of like, it's kind of like you're on um, a Sunday drive and you're looking at the scenery, you're looking at the sunrise, you're looking at the birds and you're not paying attention at that car coming at you, you know? And so it just, that pathogen just sneaks in. So we have to like mix it up like every month or two, change your probiotics so that you are not getting uh, a resistance and that the bugs, if perchance, you know, a little spore or something got in there, um, it's not able to grow because all of a sudden now you're hitting it with some new probiotics uh, bacteria that is going to address the issue. So, And that leads us, uh, Celeste, to eating variety of food because you know, we, I too can have a favorite and it seems like I can eat that every day. Like example, I can eat rice every day if I wanted to. But then I, I learned to enjoy other types of food without my rice. And I do understand that, I, you know, my body needs a variety. So that makes sense, right, for people. And it makes sense when we're now, almost everyone knows about a rainbow diet, rainbow color. So that makes sense again. So it, it's like, and of course, the, the eating in, um, in according to season, because in the season outside, there's also the microbiome of the earth and it's different, different. Now I'm looking outside, it's, there's a snow and I'm sure you have plenty of snow there. So it's different microbiome they're growing underneath. And so it just makes sense also to eat seasonally, eat locally, buy food locally, and more so when you can plant the way you do. And I just have a small garden. I try my best to plant also on my own because that's all, again, frequency when you put all your energy to how you love your plants and look at it. So it, it just, we always have to think about our intention, our, our plan, our frequency, everything there comes together. Because as you said, you, we won't let anything that will outbalance our, our normal <clears throat> you know, health. And there is, there's, there's also, now it's a big thing too, when they talk about prebiotics. Yes, yes. Uh, probiotics and postbiotics. 
And it's interesting because now, you know, so it's all coming together as a holistic microbiome. Okay. And, and uh, you don't have to necessarily invest a lot of money in it if you do have a garden. If you go out to your garden and you pick a cabbage or you pick a squash, let's say a zucchini, and you bring it in. Um, now, if it's dirty, you're going to have to wash it off or brush it off, but don't wash it. Don't wash it because it has natural uh, microbes on it that are healthy for you. And if you're going to ferment your vegetables, you just put them in, you put some water in. A secret tip that I have for supersizing your ferment is microbes love trace minerals. They absolutely love it. So if you have a capsule of trace minerals, put one capsule per quart jar of uh, ferment, and that will supersize your ferment. Um, but And then you take advantage of your local microbes in your garden. But the minute that you wash it off, then it starts the aging and actually decomposition. Like all my potatoes and everything, I just take them out of the ground. I let them cure out for about five or seven days after I dig them. And then I put them in wire baskets in my, in my root cellar. So um, I, don't wash, I, wa I don't wash anything really too much. If it's really dirty, I can take a, a brush, a, a nice bristle brush and brush it off, but the microbes will still be there. And those are so beneficial to us. And as a matter of fact, do you know what the power of those microbes is? So let's say in a grid down situation and we wanted to make some bread. I know we're talking mold and fungus here, so we don't really want bread. We want those carbs out. But, but if we were going to make some bread, you mix some water and some flour and just a tiny, tiny bit of sugar, maybe a half a teaspoon of sugar. You put it out in your garden for 48 to 72 hours. And that is going to get all the nat natural yeasts and molds, and it will make your um, yeast that you need to make your bread. And then you just make your bread as normal. And so that's before you bake it. Right? That's what that's, yeah, that right? before, okay. well, as you're getting the ingredients, like oh. two to three days before, do this. Let's say you didn't have any yeast. Let's say the stores aren't open. Uh -huh. So you just put some flour. Um, I would say how much? No, yeah. You you want maybe a quarter of a cup flour, a half a teaspoon of sugar, and some water. Um, maybe a cup of water, warm water, tepid water. You don't want it too hot. It's going to get, it's going to be out there. You leave it uncovered. I mean, hopefully if you've got a dog or something, you might want to cover it with like um, some cheesecloth or a loose weave, a washcloth even, so that dirt doesn't get in there. Bugs don't do kamikaze in there. But, and then you just put it out in your garden for three days. And then three days later, basically what you end up with is something like a sourdough starter. That's mm. what you end up with. 
it's not very sour. Um, so, you know, if you don't, if you hate sourdough bread, then it, you don't have to worry about that. And then you just use that starter um, in place of a commercial yeast. Okay. And so and there, is there a particular temperature outside? That's you just let it sit there and it'll just do its thing. Okay. Those natural um, yeasts and molds in the environment will uh, be attracted to the different components in there and they'll just grow and all this, you'll, you know it's working because it's bubbling away, okay. especially during the day. If you look in the, in the morning first thing when it's cooled off, it won't be so bubbly, but about noon, if you're looking, it's just bubble, bubble, bubble. And that's how you know that it's ready. Okay, I, I, I like that. I'm gonna try that. I like things that we incorporate the environment to prepare for our food inside. <laughs> I like that. So like what, like my, my favorite thing to do is putting the mushrooms outside before you cook it or you eat it because then it absorbs also the sun the sun's rays, you know, that creates the vitamin D. So they said that's the best way to let the mushroom absorb, absorb that. Anything outside is nice. <laughs> so this year, what I'm going to try, and this is totally off topic, although we are talking mold and fungus here, um, you can actually buy these pre-inoculated logs that and grow any kind of mushroom you want in your very own home, in your kitchen, okay. um, in your basement. If you like oyster mushrooms, if you like shiitake mushrooms, any of the different kinds, um, you just look for inoculated um, mushroom logs and you can grow your own mushrooms in your own kitchen. And it's really kind of fun to do. Okay, I'm going to do that. <laughs> My inoculated mushroom lugs. Yeah, you, you know, just small pieces and just try it. It's, it's nice because the one, the most interesting thing I think when we do that is seeing it grow from, from nothing or from a rotten piece of wood maybe. And then it just kind, kind of comes out. So I, I like that idea. So thank you so much. Now, see, at least... At least, you know, we're learning. That's, we have to make the most of the situation. And that's the price. That's the preciousness of this time. Because we, we are ready to embrace and remember the things that we can do and not depend on others, especially for our health and happiness. So that's cool. Now, do you have uh, um, any more, few more wonderful wisdom for my... Um, audience who are caregivers you know for their loved well, ones because have, they usually have they usually have some fungus infection you know so that's what we need to talk about uh, right now are some things that you can do yourself uh, besides diet but this is medical entertainment only just because uh, you know we can't only the government can diagnose and treat and all of that. So see your healthcare professional. This is my little disclaimer. <clears throat> but under <clears throat> entertainment and artistic license, I can say the following. So that's what I'm doing. Is So most of us, hold on. I guess I need some coffee. Mm. 
breakfast of champions. <laughs> um, so most of Americans and a lot around the world, uh, people are selenium deficient. So if you think that you are fighting any type of a fungus, I would take some selenium. I recently did that with great success. Um, I, you can take it topically, like if you have that scaly, itchy lesion on your body that you think is fungus, um, you can put actually selsun blue, but the um, active ingredient in selsun blue is selenium. So you can just take it orally, a selenium one tablet a day and from your favorite vitamin um, manufacturer and that will bump up your selenium and that's gonna help you fight um, a fungus or that type of thing. You can take, um, let's see, you can take olive leaf extract. Olive leaf extract is very powerful. It doesn't agree with everybody. It is a capsule, just so you know, it's kind of a bitter thing. Um, you wanna just take one a day uh, the starting dose is one a day and you see how you react because if it doesn't agree with you, then don't, then just lay off. It's not worth it. Um, the wonderful thing about olive leaf extract is it's antiviral, antibacterial and antifungal. So let's say it's impossible because you're like this week, I had six feet of snow and I was snowed in. I couldn't get out or in, I, I was in my home. So let's say I got an infection, but I didn't know what kind of infection I had. If you take olive leaf extract, it covers all the bases. It, it doesn't matter what it is, it's gonna kill it. And I actually fought pneumonia with it um, at a time when I could not get to a doctor. Uh, but the thing with it is, is it will kill the, bad boys in your body, uh, the bad pathogens, but it's going to also kill your good, friendly bacteria in your microbiome. So if you're when you take it, you always have to take a probiotic or you're going to get really bad diarrhea. Um, because that's it's just going to kill everything. Uh, the good news is you're going to get rid of whatever bug but then that could cause other problems if you did not take a probiotic. So it's really important um, to do that. There's some people take uh, grapefruit seed extract. That's really bitter. And you just do one drop um, in like the citrus juice. Um, I wouldn't do too much juice because once again, that's got sugar in it that you would be feeding uh, fungus but a little citrus is the best diluter. You could put it in coffee, you could put it in milk, but it's really bitter. So the best disguiser is just a tiny bit of juice, like a little shot of juice um, to get it down. So a lot of people do that. Again, it's a good idea to take a probiotic with that. Um, there are topical creams that you can do if it's just outside the body. And do you know of anything, I mean, other than uh, antifungal uh, herbs? Well, I, you know? for, my, for the topical, my favorite is, it's, it, you can, anyone can buy it at the health food store. It's Kalindula. It's Kalindula oh, yeah. from, from the Kalindula plant. 
And then if it gets a little bit more stubborn, I always tell my clients to combine it with the aloe, aloe gel. So the people ask me if, if it's calendula cream or gel, whichever you want. I think they're both. And then, yeah, and then the aloe, I combine that. And then when I keep doing that really, especially for older people and that they said they have their rash on the back, and I said, just mix them all together and keep, keep doing that. And it did work. And one time I have my own aloe plant and I cut it. And um, this, this uh, person with dementia, he really have some skin problems here that they got some cream from the doctors, but it wouldn't. I said, do you have an aloe plant with you? It says, yeah, I have Grace. Cause she also, the wife loves to plant. She was part of the gardening society, actually. I said, well, cut those aloe, bring it to me. And every day when he comes here, I'll do it. And she was so happy because it, it, it was getting so much better just from that aloe. So that the topical and all the things that you mentioned, Celeste, that's what I take. Uh, also now that olive leaf because that's really an immune agent so make sure that it's really for a short time a lot of the immune agents the alicidin that the garlic capsules and if it's if it's is for anti-immune you know then make it short time but all the others the vitamin c the d the zinc on um, you know use it from like a maintenance any of the supplements, just like I think Celeste experienced that you take slow, but when you're really sick, it's okay to take a lot of it. It won't kill you. You know, it really helps you to recover most. I just heard from someone who she said she had a COVID, but she got she didn't get worse because she was already taking supplements before. She just loaded herself much more during that time. And so... And, and then this one is my little story because like you, um, Celeste explores, um, experiment things, even the zinc, I call the zinc that I take is liquid. And then I combine it with the pH minerals, that's liquid. I put it in a container and that's what I use as my toner. <laughs> and then I use it on my skin because every part of our body has a certain different microbiome too. There's different microbiome, private parts in the skin. So I just use that. It's just, let me put all these things. So it's not hurting me. I love it. <laughs> so that leads, that leads me to another thing that if we're fighting a a fungus or mold that we really have to be very careful on. And that is our chemical overload. Most of us are just very toxic due to our chemical overload. And we're getting it in those uh, Febreze, our dryer sheets. Uh, we're cleaning our house with all these artificial chemicals. We might be spraying air freshener. We have those little trees in our car that, I mean, I can't even go in a car with one of those little things. I mean, I'm too chemically sensitive for that. But you will notice that if you are struggling with a fungus or a mold allergy, you become chemically sensitive things you're not going to be able to tolerate those chemicals so the best thing that you can do is go to your natural ingredients i mean if you want to have something an aroma in your house get a essential oil diffuser and 
diffuse some nice essential oils, some lavender, or if you need a pick me up, like some peppermint, you know, whatever, whatever, those are not going to hurt you. Although if if you have gotten to the point that you're severely chemically um, chemically reactive, you might even have to back off essential oils for a time. Um, you're going to have to watch your shampoo. Some shampoos will put a lot of chemical synthetic, uh, a very aromic, but it's a it's chemical. It's not a natural scent that we would naturally um, encounter. So what you want to do is wash your floor with vinegar. You want to just, uh, and do the same thing in your bathroom. There's all uh, many different things. Maybe we could do a show on natural, yes. <laughs> like household things uh, like cleansers. Uh, how do we clean the toilet? How do we clean the bath bathroom? That type of thing so that people are steering away from these artificial chemicals that are very detrimental to our body. And another thing is you don't want to put anything on your skin during this time of fungus and mold because that's got chemicals in it. So if you have a lotion, a cream, anything that you apply to your body that has artificial chemicals in it, those are synthetics. I'm not talking natural. It's going to absorb right through your skin. And if you are already reacting to chemicals uh, due to your fungus and um, mold issue, um, it's only going to aggravate the situation more. It's going to, it's going to undermine your immune system. So during this time that you're kind of detoxing, make sure that your environment it, it, you're purging all the chemicals out um, and giving your body kind of a rest. That's fantastic. Fantastic last few advice, really. Yeah, take advantage. I said, you know, they said always, I believe that oh, something good will always come out with no matter how crazy, how muddy the situation is. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll do another show in the future, of course, because it's just nice, nice to have a conversation with Giselas and nice to for the audience to hear that and through them and they could use that as well when they want to. So tell them exactly where they can find you, then I will move on to close our episode with my quantum affirmation, which I love to share. Okay, so um, if you want to follow my videos, they're at celestialreport.com and it is $25 a month, but that helps to support many different platforms. Uh, we have a community Q&A where you can answer, I answer your questions um, and we reach out to one another, that type of thing. If you want to follow my writing, it's at shepherdsheart.life under news and blogs. And then, of course, you can find me on YouTube and I'm on lots of shows like your show. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you could find her in freedombroadcasters.com and my show and then other people's show. Okay. The shows that make a difference, that tells and uh, help you to really have that information that's truthful and help you to make wise decisions. So she'll be there and she'll be back. 
So I'd like to end up again with this quantum affirmation. And I, I shuffled my quantum cards and no matter how much it, this is the only one that keeps coming out. <laughs> so because I had a little doubt that maybe I was wrong, but it did. So it's a self-confidence. Because no matter what you do, if you have that self-confidence, you could uh, follow our suggestions and explore on your own. So say this three times in the morning, at noon, in the evening, and even at bedtime. It says, I feel a strong sense of self-confidence in myself. With my knowledge and skills, I am empowered. I step confidently into any work situation. I feel composed and self-assured when speaking to others. I feel a strong sense of self-confidence in myself. With my knowledge and skills, I am empowered. I step confidently into any work situation. I feel composed and self-assured when speaking to others. I feel a strong sense of self-confidence in myself. With my knowledge and skills, I am empowered. I step confidently into any work situation. I feel composed and self-assured when speaking to others. And <laughs> I say mabalos and that's say thank you from my language and uh, check out quantumnurse.live quantum and that's my website where you could have three free videos and be connected with me. I have my newsletter letting you know who's coming in the future and so check out quantum nurse YouTube and all the information will be together with this episode. Thank you so much mabalos. Celeste, thank you. Thank you.